0: Is, is the, the WTF, WTF Bach podcast. That the podcast about Johann Sebastian Bach, brought to you by his prodigal son, WTF Bach. Every friend, Bach. Every friend, Bach. Bach. Join WTF Bach, 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 Bach as he guides Bach. your mind through a contrapuntal journey. Why don't you let WTF Bach guide you? And now here's WTF Bach. Evan Chinners here. If you thought I wouldn't be hopping on the royal social media boom from the Queen's funeral, well, then you were not correct. Though this episode was certainly not planned, I'm in the middle of preparing my Listener's Choice episode next, but for this amazing piece of information brought to my attention by one of my listeners in London, so thank you for this spot, the list of composers played at the Queen's State Funeral in Westminster Abbey is as one might expect, a rather British outfit, Orlando Gibbons, von Williams, Peter Maxwell Davis, Herbert Howells, Edward Elgar, and more British composers, and then one foreigner, Johann Sebastian Bach. Indeed, Bach made the cut. Even his German compatriot and contemporary Handel, who lived and died in London, mind you, didn't make the cut. That at least would have somehow made sense to the London lineup. But no, Bach's music alone has found its way into this very patriotic display. Bach, the clear outsider, the only outsider. And it's little details like this that fuel us Bach lovers. We feel that way about him too. That no matter how tangential the connection, no matter how we can get him in, he's joining the party. And not only there in the party, but the last piece of music played in Westminster Abbey. I don't, of course, want to offend or upset anyone because I tend to be a bit grandiose when it comes to these things. But that's just it. That's what it is to me. Bach's inclusion in this funeral is a profound statement. It says, after all the ritual, after all the talk, after even all the music, Bach I wonder what the discussion was like. Was there any pushback? Was there any dialogue? Was there was there a discussion that went something like this? Gibbons, yes, very good. Elgar, of course. and and Bach? Bach wasn't British, was he? No, sir. Well, did he work in Britain? Well, no, sir. Well, did he at least ever come to Britain? Not at all, sir. Well, well, sir it's it's Bach. Well, all right, then. I think Bach is included because he transcends national boundaries, because his music defies occasions, unites different beliefs. All music, after Bach, anyhow, owes something to him. As Charles Gounod, the French composer, said, if all the music written since Bach's time should be lost, it could be reconstructed on the foundations that Bach laid. But enough empty talk. What piece was it that organist Matthew Jorisch? I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, excuse me, Jorish J-O-R-Y-S-Z, assistant organist at the Westminster Cathedral. What piece was this that he played by Bach? It was the fantasy for organ in C minor, BWB 562. So let's discuss the music. And nothing further about the occasion and then later when the queen's funeral is playing on repeat you will be in the know and can impress all your drinking buddies wow Wow. that's That's that is this is this is WTF WTF Bach firstly where is this piece located how does one find this music well within the Neue Bach Ausgabe the new Bach edition it's found in the fourth series of books those which print the organ music in the fifth volume and there are two volumes of preludes toccatas, fantasies and fugues and this is the first volume of those two. These volumes are organized by key, as the well-tempered clavier or the inventions and symphonias are. So first you have preludes and fugues in C major, and then those in C minor. Now, this is one of the first things you would notice if you crack open the score, that this fantasy is attached to a fugue, that is unfinished. The fugue breaks off in the middle of the 27th bar. So one might talk about the organ music in the business, say, oh yeah, you, you, you're you playing that fantasy? Oh, you mean the one with the unfinished fugue? Yeah, that one. And oddly enough, there is a fantasy and fugue for harpsichord that also has an unfinished fugue in C minor. And you can hear me talk about that very interesting fugue in the performer's commentary on my latest album. A link is in the description. But back to the organ piece, a mere cursory sweep Of this work's chronology shows that the incomplete fugue was written after the fantasy, and it's not quite agreed that these two pieces were even meant to form a pair. So let's only focus on the fantasy, as indeed that was the piece Baybach played at the funeral. I'm gonna try and plunk through this piece on the piano, though as any piano player playing organ music knows that's only a sometimes rewarding experience and mostly a frustrating one. In any case, The piece begins with the lowest note, a low C in the pedal, and this is often the biggest pipe in the organ. The most left note on the pedal board and the organist just plops down the left foot for eight and a half bars. While above this drone, the fantasy itself dances. So allow me to put a drone here in the computer. Full seventh chord here on bar ten. Just imagine the power of the organist walking up from the F to this A flat and running into that C minor chord. So indeed, this melodic idea. is what comes from the very top of the keyboard, again, over the lowest note in the pedal, and it descends from the top like a fugue. Soprano, alto, and now tenor, and now bass. This comes down very organized from top to bottom. finishes in G, as we saw there. Then the organist picks up the foot, plops it again down on G. And then we have something similar. We're now in the key of G minor as opposed to C minor, although the voices are not coming from top to bottom, nor are they coming exactly from bottom to top. They're sort of coming out of order. Bass, alto, tenor, soprano, Following what he did at the beginning of the piece, moving from the key of C minor up a fifth to G minor, he, go, he he does the exact same thing. He moves from G minor and then up a fifth to D, but now a very Bachian thing happens. The pedal, which has, as you've seen, been doing very slow moving things, mostly holding drones. Now the pedal takes up the theme. You have to imagine walking this over a keyboard with your feet and playing these lines. But what's more is that the counterpoint in the hands they begin to play sort of a secondary theme so we have something that sounds like this While over this this exact same melody so the two are connected like this. However, this will, so, will also come in stretto Very difficult to play with two hands, but essentially we have what sounds like this now in three-part counterpoint. Major E-flat is the relative major of C minor, so we're a long way from where we used to be. We're now in this wonderful... And I don't know if you heard that in the three-part counterpoint that was sort of the dialogue between the right hand, the pedal maybe, and the left hand, with the secondary theme. When it stopped, in other words, when the missing two voices came back in, they came back in a perfect canon with the theme that we heard at the beginning. I'll illustrate that and speak over it. Here, this is three-part, right hand, left hand, foot dialogue, and now the fourth voice and the fifth voice. when, again, the organist puts down the foot on the E-flat, and then we have this beautiful music. And I don't know if you heard this beautiful dissonance. And then here at bar 42, and this is the first time When the organist lifts up the foot, and then we have about seven bars free from the burden of the pedal. And we have this gorgeous music, and there the foot comes back in. Did you see how fast it went from just the bliss of E-flat major to just the despair of F minor. And then the foot will enter again, or both feet. That is our next pedal point. So so far we've had a pedal point on C and then one on G and then one on B flat leading to E flat and now we have F. And the music here is quicker, our first 16th notes. For to keep stopping and starting like this, but we're in the middle of in the pedals, and that will coincide with this diminished harmony here. And then our feet are going to become very active. They're no longer holding drones. They are playing quarter notes, and not only quarter notes chromatically ascending quarter notes. And what happens over those chromatically ascending quarter notes? The ultimate contraction of this theme. He takes just this appoggiatura motive, this sighing motive, and uses only that over these chromatic rising notes in the pedal. And then from there we have a series of long sighing notes in the soprano and the alto and then what i find is the most expressive line in the entire piece is bar 69 i mean you jump the octave just before the ultimate pedal point which is again very bottom note, the left side of that organ, your left foot just sitting there as you play the ultimate bars. Let's listen to this ending here. how Bach uses that, the appoggiatura is the last gesture in this piece. It's the one that started it, and it's the one that finishes it over, of course, the pedal points, which have been sort of the structure. So now, let's listen to the entire thing from the beginning, and I will speak over it, top to bottom, fugal-like. Here's the tenor, and the bass, over this big pedal point, just the left foot. The foot up. That's our first statement. Now we restart. In the dominant, out of order, bass, alto, tenor, and soprano. Higher and the feet begin to play with this expressive long gesture in the hands. Three parts now. In canons, imitation. You can hear one voice in each speaker, by the way, the pedals in both speakers. And now here's the canon. Beautiful. And now we're on the pedal point, which leads us to E flat major beautiful pastoral quality of this music. And now E-flat major. Ah, we've arrived safe. Now the pedal takes a break, and the hands take off, alone. crunches these half steps and then the bass and now F minor quicker music And now quarter notes in the pedals and this motif super condensed now just holding these long notes and now the alto 2 and this expressive line and here comes the final bass note boom and one virtuosic flourish Wonderful piece. I didn't know it as well as I do now until it was played at the Queen's funeral. It reminds me actually of the fantasy for harpsichord, which could possibly be for organ as well. The one in A minor. Now, as for the true organ versions of this, I typed in all of the MIDI versions so you could hear a voice in a separate speaker, but it goes two ways. People either play this music very sort of soft and tender with few stops, and then you have someone like Marie-Claire Alain, a very important organist in the 20th century, French organist, who plays it with just everything pulled out. And she swings it, actually. Listen to this. Just listen to the difference between the interpretations of two organists. Same piece, same piece, now here's Martin Lücker. So that's the first phrase the same piece by Martin Luther, still living still flourishing today and the first was Mary Claire Alain I'll put these names in the episode description as well as the links to the full performances but I'll leave you with one of my personal favorites Helmut Wache he's not the most scholarly by today's standards in fact not many people play the organ like he does anymore but there's something in the way that he approaches the organ music of Bach that I just like and I hope that you enjoy as well and that'll be it for this episode so now You know what piece of music was played at this funeral. And thank you for listening. Next episode is the listener's choice episode, so you have one last chance to send me your suggestions for the pieces you want me to look at and speak about. And I will do just that. Thanks for listening. W-tf-bock. You are listening to WTF Bach. We appreciate you listening. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for listening to the WTF Bach podcast. Send us a donation on Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at WTF Bach. Find the links in the episode description. The WTF Bach podcast. Um, your support, support is tax deductible. Evan Schinners is the founder of New Call Incorporated, a 501c3 nonprofit which performs classical music in atypical venues.